podcast, Numerous, brought to you by Ethan and Anthony, featuring special guest Ryan. Yeah. On this episode, we'll be talking to, talking to you about the sleep schedule, the odds of school closing, and an interview with Ryan once again. Okay, so let's begin. Okay. So, first of all, I think we should address why um, we've let you down. <laughs> And how we are going to improve on the future, in the future for um, uh, occasions like this. You know, letting you down and, you know, it's kind of sad how um, we're not able to keep our commitment and uh, how you probably feel betrayed and uh, probably feel really bad and have a negative opinion on us in general. But in the future, we hope to keep our commitment, and keep probably weekly or bi-weekly episodes so that we can entertain you, provide you with a constant source of relief for for <laughs> being in the IB, not being in the IB program, but for the stresses, just for the stress that comes along with the IB program and, yeah, and all the other stuff in life. People listening, it was completely serious that entire time. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, we have to make it dramatic. No, yeah. no, this, no. No, he was completely serious. He's actually so sad. I see it on his poor face. He's so sad. Um, I think we also owe a very special apology to um, all the Redditors out <laughs> there. They all wanted to be on this, this podcast. But uh, Ethan, Ethan didn't get back no, to them. No, no, no. I <laughs> yeah, it was all Ethan. I tried to get back to them, but then Anthony was always busy. Then I realized that there's no good time because all the time is bad time. Also, also, <laughs> also, also we have we have to organize around. We have to focus on the structure, and I think other stuff like the logo are much more important than getting a bunch of guests on our episodes. Even though a guest is nice because we get alternate views and opinions about the IB program and cast in general. I, I actually would like people from other countries because I'm assuming the IB program's different in other countries. Yeah, it would be amazing to see that. Yeah, but you gotta organize it, Ethan. <clears throat> you gotta organize it. You, you, you're... No, you, you <laughs> took responsibility of organizing it. I, I, I edit this podcast. That is my side of this. It takes like two hours every episode. Okay, fine. I'll you do not dedicate I'll two hours I'll, I'll every organize. episode. Also, what's pretty exciting is you guys should have seen a new logo. Yeah. Um. On on when you click this thing, that's right? gonna be our our official uh custom made logo by a professional. Yeah, professional. We'll you be mean one of your friends. No one likes you. <laughs> <laughs> so on to our first topic. Oh boy, oh boy, sleep, sleep schedule. schedule. So I think first we should talk to Anthony about his sleep schedule. Um, so my sleep schedule is ideally the latest is 11. That That's the ideal. Hmm. Doesn't always work out. And when it doesn't work out, it's not a good day. I wake up the next day very, very tired, very angry. Ideally, I would go to sleep at like 10. Um, but the problem is there is a lot of work. And sometimes there is literally not enough hours in a day to complete all the work. True. And when do you wake up? Um, and then 
luckily my parents can drive me so I can wake up at like 7 and still get to school on time. I know some people have to wake up at like 6 or when do you have to wake up? Uh, the the latest I can wake up is around 7.45. Yeah, and so the, you're even more lucky. No, but <laughs> most days I wake up at around 7. And most of the time I go to bed at around 12. So it's about a good 7 hours of sleep, which is respectable. But I would like to get 8 most days if I can. What I, what I want to try doing um, is I want to try going to sleep earlier and then waking up earlier in the morning. That way I can be more refreshed. So the reason why this may not be ideal is because it's very difficult to wake up in the morning. Because sometimes when like the alarm sounds, you just go back to bed. Now, the reason I want to wake up earlier in the morning is because there is this more refreshing uh, feeling as opposed to just waking up and then being in school like 30 minutes later, like not like super quick like that, not knowing um, what's gonna happen next. Um, and then there's this idea that uh, Ethan's really passionate about, which is um, sleep for tests, don't study for sleep. Can you expand on that, Ethan? Mm, I guess I can. Uh, I feel like you should wake up early and then study for your tests instead of studying for your sleep. Okay, a system I was thinking about implementing in my daily life was to sleep at 3 o'clock and wake up at 11, which allows for 8 hours of nice, restful sleep. I would then wake up, eat breakfast, and then get on with my day. And you may be wondering, it's 12 a.m., how do I start my day? Just like any other day. The day ends with school and starts with studying and basically preparing for school. So you spend all of your day preparing, for, all of your technically morning preparing for school, go to school, and sleep, and do it all over again every single day. Now, the obvious flaw in that system is what if you need to do something at 3 o'clock? Like, you're more likely to do something between 3 and 8 than you are between 12 and uh, 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if you need to do anything that's not school at all? Then you do it. But then wouldn't that wreck your sleep schedule? It would. So then, like, so for example, let's say, I don't, I don't know, like, like what, what, what is something that takes you? Let's say you have work. You, you, you do newspapers, right? Yep. Let's say you have a shift that day after school. Mm-hmm. Would, would that then not eat, like, three hours into your sleep schedule? It would. Then I have to push my sleep back three hours. But wouldn't your body be unconditioned? Yes, it like would. you're trying to condition your body to do this, but then wouldn't it become completely unconditioned? Yeah, it would. So, so then why wouldn't it, like, wouldn't you get more benefit from just waking up early in the morning and studying? No. 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 No, you feel like it wouldn't work for you? No, it wouldn't. So, essentially, what you're trying to do is you're trying to maximize the amount of time you're studying by eating away at your daytime. Yep. Like, how would this work if anything at all comes up? And it'll be quite common, too. Like, your body would not just get regulated. Yeah. And you, and you just accepted that? Yep. 
But like, what if you go to school unrested? Oh, that's too bad. Like, what if you have a test and then you know you have anything else that day? I don't know. And actually, better question: What happens when you're out of school, and then you have a job, like a nine to five job? Would you become like completely unused to that? Just take a night night shift. So basically, you want to permanently become a night owl, nocturnal being. Sure. Uh, uh, all right. And here's another flaw. What what is, can you even sleep with lights out? Yeah. How? Like can I sleep with the lights out? Yeah, because three there's gonna be light outside. Your body's like normally just close the blinds. Look at that blind right there. There's still light showing through. Just tape it. Tape the tape the window. And no light restriction. Are you actually seriously considering doing this? Yeah. No, no, I can't. Why not? Because I have work. I have other commitments after school. And I feel like it would be overall very inconsistent. Like, for example, in computer science club, that sometimes goes to like 7pm. Really? No, wait, 6. Was it 6? 6, yeah, it was 6. That was like 3 hours, and that will be 3 hours into my sleep schedule. And I feel like it will be very unrealistic to actually implement it into my daily life. Wait, did I, did I contradict myself? Um, basically, but it's fine. I've convinced you of the flaws. Mm, no, I just came more smart. Alright. Um, odds of school closing. Oh, this is a fun one. You should talk about it. I should talk about it? Well, Actually, I think we should, t- we should talk to the professional about it. Our special guest. I think we should bring. <laughs> we think we should welcome him down here. Welcome so, down. Welcome, welcome, to, welcome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's me, Ryan. Anyways, so, so Ryan, uh, you have a lot of knowledge on um, the union. I, yeah. Okay. The school, our school union. Well, in I, I wouldn't say I have a lot of knowledge. You have a fair I, bit of knowledge. Oh, okay. And sure. also uh, about the COVID nineteen, you are an aspiring. Biomedical engineer. Is that Not correct? an engineer. Biomedical researcher. researcher. So we have a lot of knowledge that clearly Anthony doesn't have <laughs> on the topic. Yeah, and I used to want to be an epidemiologist as well. And uh-huh, they study uh-huh. like the spread of disease. That's really cool. Yeah. And interesting. So, so can you give us more insight on maybe a percent odd that the schools will be closed? Because there's already been schools closing around where'd you say uh northern italy all of japan and pretty much all of china as well i'm not sure if they're beginning to reopen or not but yeah basically a bunch of places in asia and northern italy very interesting so personally us being students in ontario canada ontario canada what do you think well i mean what what do you want me to talk about first the strikes or strikes Okay. Yes. No, 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 no. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Okay. So, um, obviously, COVID nineteen or the coronavirus is it belongs to the coronavirus family, and these are um a sect of well not a sect but they are a group of respiratory viruses that are very contagious, and so I mean right now it's pretty much spreading all over the world, and. Recently, they shut down 48 schools in Washington State, 
which is in the United States on the Pacific coast. And so they're already shutting schools down over there. And a couple of researchers have said that there's probably been an outbreak going on in the United States for weeks. There could be as many as 1,500 people infected in that country. And the numbers of infected is expected to drastically increase over the next couple of days. And so I'd say that the odds are pretty high that the infection is already circulating locally in Canada. Obviously, this hasn't been confirmed yet, but it's probably because we only have tested about 700 Canadians so far for the virus. And so I'd say that by the end of the month, there would probably be a much, it, it would be pretty likely that they would shut down at least some schools in Canada due to an outbreak. Mm. And yeah. also for reference, today is March 2nd. Yeah, when, March 2nd. When we're recording the episode. Yeah. Okay. And now maybe talk about the union, because you know a lot about that, or some of some some stuff about that. Um. Well, yeah, I guess so. I don't know as much about the union as I do about the virus, but my aunt is a teacher, and so she has, she does get informed about the prog- the progression of the strikes, and a couple of weeks ago she said that she doesn't really see any deal in the horizon on the horizon i'm not sure about the catholic schools however i know they did start you know they restarted negotiations last week but those fell through again and so the strike well one day strike is commencing on thursday and so personally i think that the one day strikes are going to continue at least up until march break and after the march break there could be a full-blown strike depending on what the teachers and the unions decide Hmm. Wow, that was very, that was very um uh, informative. Was really informative. I learned some stuff there too. Um, I have some questions about the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, would closing schools do anything? Like, like now that I think about it, what would you do if the schools closed? Would you just stay at home and watch Netflix <laughs> for a month? Um, when it comes to students, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Would there not be some replacement, some... I mean, they would probably transition to, like, an online teaching environment. And so instead of going to the classroom, teachers would post stuff on platforms like e-learning or on ManageBack, which is the website for all IB students. And so they would definitely find a way to continue teaching their students. However, I'm not so sure about examinations or any assignments that you would have to submit, because those would have to be supervised. And Ryan, for the full-blown strike, there wouldn't be any school, correct? Yeah, for a full-blown full blown strike, there would not be any school. And so the teachers aren't allowed to teach. They're legally not permitted to do that, at least if they're a part of a union. So given those two separate possibilities but are happening and converging at the same time, what would you say, uh, out of like whatever number system you want, are the odds of school closing? Like, like a range. Okay, a range. Uh, it depends. Do you want like in the next month or something? Or um, March or just just before year end. Before the year end. Before semester. Before yeah. Before the, before the school ends? year end. Uh man, I'd say this probably would be. It sounds too high, but I would say a seventy percent chance. Really? Wow. Yeah, because I mean, with all these different events and with you know Doug Ford's government in Ontario and the virus circulating all across the globe, I'd say there's definitely a pretty high chance 
that they would shut down schools for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, Ryan, after, it, it, let's say there was a full, full-blown strike, how would educating go on after? Because like, we wouldn't get our credits for the semester. What do you think would happen? So, like, if a full-blown strike were to occur? Yeah, and after it gets resolved. Let's say uh, two months after. Two months after. Um, I don't think a strike, a teacher strike, would last for two months because at a certain point, the government is allowed to force teachers to go back to work hmm. if it begins jeopardizing the school year. And so I'd say the most you could hope for would be two weeks, a two-week strike. Hmm. Obviously, that would be pretty detrimental for IB students because we have, like, our, you know, IOCs and the IB exams are in May. So, I mean, I honestly have no clue how marking would be affected by a strike, but it would not be good. Hmm. Very interesting. It would be a very stressful period. Yeah. So. Wow. Do you have anything more? Um, I think the only thing I want to add is, um, this is a crazy time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Alright, now topic three, we're going to be actually interviewing Ryan. Yeah, um, let's welcome down Ryan. Yeah, woo. Woo. Yay, again, another welcome. Yay. Okay, Ryan, so do you have any updates for your cast hour? Yes, I volunteered at the Ambition Youth Conference. Ah, yes, I remember that. January. I was there yes, too. Yes, you were there as well. You were there as well. Wow. And, yeah. We learned so much at the Ambition Youth Conference. Mm-hmm, yeah. They taught the dead guest speakers from around Ontario, who some are business owners, some are university students, who talked about their uh, opinion opinions and um, regarding financial literacy. <laughs> regarding financial literacy, and not their opinions, they're sharing their knowledge and experience regarding financial literacy, and I found it really informative. And uh, overall, we had a really good time. And the leaders who led the event, they were really well-trained, very professional. And overall, it was very smooth. And there was good food. Okay, so I can't really tell if you're being serious or not. What, me? Yeah. Yeah, we learned a lot. Yeah, like a lot of um, knowledge was being shared. This sounds like the fishiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you know, it was really good man knowledge. No, uh, that's really being generally honest. It was a really good uh, mm-hmm. event. I'll go next year. Is it gonna be? A thing? Probably, probably. Yeah. yeah, it was there last year. It was last year too, and uh, it was really good too. Yeah, I'll probably. And if go you next join year, then. Deca, then you can actually plan the event. Wow. Yeah. So, if hmm. you want any. Cast hours. Wait, should we way. explain what DECA is? DECA is a not-for-profit organization oriented towards future entrepreneurs and future business leaders who are interested in pursuing a career in business. It is also for people who want to get to know what the business world is like. There are a number of events that you can compete in, and if you do well enough, you can advance to national level or even international level, where you can win awards that are related to your category. Wow, that was beautiful. So basically, <laughs> yeah. it's always up for business people. Yeah, yeah, essentially. What were you talking about? You were interviewing me before you went on that DECA tangent. 
Yeah, so Dega did not brought the profit organization. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, no, we're, we're past that. Okay, okay. Past. So, so Ryan, what else are you doing for Cass? Okay, so we're doing this together, essentially. Um, we're planning to go to the local elementary school and just deliver a presentation about what high school is like, what to expect from high school life, what exams are like, because most of them haven't actually written exams before. And just general stuff about what it is like to be in high school. We're also going to cover some stuff about the IB program and what to expect if you're going to IB specifically. And we're also going to talk about a number of the clubs like HOSA or DECA or Model UN, stuff like that. Mm. Very interesting. This is quite interesting. I have some questions about that. So, like, are you going to encourage them to go to the IB program and no, participate in these? No, because it's, it's already too late. For the IB program, the test was in November, so they can't join. Is this think. only the grade 8s? Yeah, yeah, only the grade 8s. I see, I see, I see. So, yeah, I mean, how many we could potentially expand it to the grade 7s. We could, but we're not going to. Okay. But how many are there? There's like four? Four going to IB programs? Um, my brother says there are like six, including him. Okay. Yeah, but we are going to encourage them to join clubs, because actually, through clubs, I found my passion, which is, uh, philosophy. And, (laughs) well, I'm in many clubs, because, okay, in grade, okay, I gotta explain. In grade nine, I only joined one club, which was band. That was pretty fun. Uh, I would like to do it again, but sadly... The school won't give you an instrument unless you are in the music program. And because I don't have an instrument, I can't join a band. So, uh, that was for grade 9. Grade 10, I I don't think I did anything. Did I do anything? Why are you Ryan? You know. What did what you did in grade 9 ten, or 10? Ten, ten? Ten. Okay. I didn't do anything, right? No. I didn't do anything. I was lazy and tired. And I realized that by joining a club, I was able to not only... Uh, commu- like not be able to improve my communication skills and improve my uh general conversational skills. I was also able to improve my critical thinking skills and my overall um uh, my situation analysis. So because um I mean so currently I'm in four clubs. I'm in chess, philosophy club, investors, and in computer science club. Anyways, wait, what did you do in philosophy club? I went <laughs> there once, and it was like the wackiest thing I've ever experienced. Hey, should well, they run over people with trains? No, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the trolley problem. The trolley problem. Yeah. It's the iconic trolley problem. Tro- trolley. Trolley. Yeah. I, I said that. The answer would be yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but think about philosophy club, we discussed about important topics in uh, philosophy, like freedom, which... Either you have freedom or you have no freedom. This is not like in the the physical sense, like oh, I'm free to move my arms, but like in the sense that are all our decisions determined, and do we actually have a choice or is it pre written and was it always gonna happen? Is it like is a script a script of what life is and you just go through the script, and also you talk about personal identity. So basically talking about, if let's say we have a, like a mind transplant, who is who? Am I you or are you me? 
and they just talk about personhood, about animals getting person uh, personhood status, or mostly animals, yeah, or robots. And then uh, Essex, which is the big part about the philosophy club. We love Essex because that's like the one general thing that most people are comfortable talking about because it's either it's immoral or moral most of the time. And yeah. Also, this Saturday, we're going to have Essex Bowl at UTM. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to that? Mm, probably not. Uh, what does that mean? So you go there. You go in a group. Our school's competing. Uh, the top winner gets, I think, cash prize. You go there and you compete against other schools. Uh, and basically, not debate, but you state your points and state your position on certain ethical topics. Whoever states their positions right wins. Better, yeah. So, see, well, it sounds bad like that, but like in English, like, well, not in English, but like in philosophy, you can't be right or wrong. But the way you uh, convey your point or your message or your opinion doesn't matter. Mm, that's really deep, bro. Anyways, Ryan, this is supposed to be interviewing you. What, yeah. what clubs have you joined? Um, so I'm part of two clubs right now. A member of HOSA and Science Club. So in HOSA, it stands for, well, it used to stand for Health Occupation Students of America. Now it's just Future Health Professionals. Essentially, it's like DECA, which we talked about before. It's this club for aspiring, for students who are aspiring to go into the healthcare field and who want to be doctors or who want to go into biomedical research or even if you want to be a veterinarian or a dentist. So it's oriented towards kids who are interested in healthcare. Um, in like around April, I think, yeah, the end of April, you go to the national competition in Toronto. And if you place in the national competition, you go to go to the international competition. I believe this year it's in Houston, Texas. So that's going to be fun. But that's if you place. It's pretty hard because, you know, you get people coming from all over Canada competing in this one event. Um, and then science club is just science club, really. You go and you conduct science experiments, and you just learn about science, I guess, and have fun. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, so, so basically hosts DECA, but for doctors. Yeah. Um, so, Anthony, how about you? What club are you in? Um, let me think. See, I have so much on my mind, I, I often forget what clubs I'm part of. <laughs> so let me, let me, like, literally go through my day real quick. So Monday... What do I do? I do Model UN. That's pretty epic. Model UN is is basically debate club, but but it's applicable to actual stuff. So <laughs> that sounds mean to debate club. No, <laughs> not, no, I didn't mean to hate on debate club. Anyways, no. So basically, you go in a room and then you just scream at people and state your opinion. It's pretty good. Sometimes you basically just role play. When you have random events like one time we were we were a pirate, that that, that was that was pretty epic. Tuesday, uh, I used to do math club, but then no longer because I kept on going to to practices for curling. No, that's the thing. Okay, Wait, when you're on the curling team, yeah, I was. Who are you? Are you the rock thrower? Or are you? Are you the <laughs> I'm about to call it. Okay, are you the, the rock thrower? I get this question so often. Or they like depends. And the answer is all of both. 
to use a sweeper and a rock thrower. Yes. Is there an official name? Do you want me to go through the hierarchical setting of curling? Because no, I can't. No, thank you. No, thank you. Then I'll just keep it as I'm both. <laughs> okay. All right. And then after that, I have science club with Ryan. Lots of yeah. fun. Yeah. Thursday, I have science club. And Friday, I have computer club. So, uh, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to talk about for Cass? Or, um, uh... Is um, that it? No, nothing really. Oh, very interesting. So, Ryan, uh... So, between the, this episode and the last episode, a lot has happened, obviously. Yes. We've had exams. Mm-hmm. We've had school events. Yep. There have probably been events in your life. There are probably holidays. So, fill us in on some stuff that you would deem important and maybe funny or cool. That happened between the recording of your last episode, which I think was in October, and this episode. <laughs> Get your question. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk about what you did, Ryan. Talk about what you did okay, what between did. The, the between between those time frames, October and now. What did you do? Wait, October and now. Yeah, when's the last episode of October? Okay. Oh, what boy. did you do? IOPs. Now I did the IOP. I did pretty well on that, so that made me. Happy. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, then came December. And for the Christmas break, I really didn't do anything. I was just studying and finishing my physics course. Yeah. Um, January, that was mostly exam season. And so I wasn't able to do much. I was just cramming for exams. It was like that entire exam week was just the haze. I just went, it just went by, and I wasn't really sure what happened by the end. I just went along with it. Are you happy with your exam marks? Yeah, I'm actually really happy with my exam marks. Good job. Except for French. French is For good. one paper, I did pretty bad, but... Wait, which one? The oh, lis- yeah, The listening. Yeah, the listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one was rough, but everything else, I did pretty oh. well. Wait, do you know what you some, you lose some. For what? French. Um, I know what I finished with. I don't remember what I got on my exams. Now it's March. What did I do in February? I mean, there's nothing really. Did you do anything interesting for, like, the holiday? I didn't. Ethan, we're in IB. We don't go on holiday. No, not for, not for like, a, a holiday holiday, but, for like, celebrating for, like, a February holiday. Oh, yeah, we, um... <laughs> Why does it matter so much? Family we, day. We didn't do family, much. Fam- we didn't do... Wait, family day? I'm talking about Groundhog, Groundhog Day. What did you do for that? What? <laughs> they don't do anything for Groundhog's Day. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Just that weird day of the right. year. But, like, wait, what did you do for Groundhog's Day? Me? Yeah. Okay. I remember. <laughs> I woke up. You woke wait, up. What, what day was that? What the hell is this? I forgot, wait, oh my what, was Gra- what was Groundhog's Day? That was a second, I think. I don't know. Or, 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 I'm going to see the last year's Groundhog's Day. That's March. <laughs> Pull it on the calendar. Pull it on the calendar. There's a. Pull it down, Ryan. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go to the calendar on my laptop. What day was that? A Saturday. I mean, I'm pretty you sure have such fond memories of Groundhog Day. I do. Why? I watched the Groundhog Day movie. Yeah, that was an important event in my life. Probably the only important event in my life since this episode and the last episode. Hmm. It's a bit weird, the movie, though. It's basically just, just, just trying to get a girl. And then, and then he gets the girl. 
after manipulating her. Very weird movie. Very <laughs> funny, though. I haven't seen it. I would consider... I'll probably watch that next Groundhog Day. You're such a weird person. Stop, stop, yeah, stop. Uh, okay, right. Groundhog Day. I wake up. Know what I do? Go to church. First thing I do, go to church for an hour. Mm-hmm. After I go to church, I go back home. I'm home. After that, I go to the gym. I go to the gym. I remember watching on TV and looking at CP24, which is the number one news station in Toronto. Okay, okay. And yeah. looking at the groundhog as it, as I see the recording of it coming out of the ground. And then after that... Is that a poor after, groundhog? <laughs> stop saying poor groundhog. It's just a groundhog. I go home. Then I... Probably, I think I was studying for... I was studying for a test for like the rest of that day. Not the rest, but like a lot of that day. Hmm. And after that, I went to bed. Seems and pretty uneventful. That was very eventful. <laughs> I honestly See, can't tell whether or not you're joking. I'm serious. <laughs> that Groundhog Day meant so much to me. Why? Well, it didn't mean much to me, but it meant... But why? What did, what did you do on that day? That was so amazing. Watch the Groundhog. That, that groundhog coming out of the ground really meant something to you, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> symbolically. Oh, very symbolic. What, wow. what was the symbolic of? It symbolizes all of us as society. I swear Emerging out of a, a dark hole and coming into the fresh light of a new year and a new beginning. Right? It's very dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Your consideration for our time and our efforts to... Mm-hmm make the podcast as good as we can get it and you provided so much great information great insight and overall your presentation was spectacular spectacular and you're, yeah. you're probably one of our best guests we only had two two wait, we only had two people right we only had two people but you're our best guest compared to the other guy thanks <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You're such a great guest, and you're so you're not as funny as Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But you are way more. <laughs> you bring that oomph to the show. That, wow. Okay. And I think without you on this show, we would be in shambles, and we would um not know what to do. So thank, thanks for your, thanks for your guidance. Thanks for your consideration for your time. And thanks for your overall contribution to the podcast. We are so grateful we had you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, okay. This episode is probably not going to be out immediately because we have to work around our long-term plan for the podcast. Because as right well now... As busy, we have busy schedules. Busy yeah, schedules. really busy schedule. Not really that busy. No, a really uh, busy really schedule. Busy a really busy schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This week is hell. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been, we're going to be busy for these next couple of weeks. But after that, we're going to be on the grind. We're going to make this a commitment. We don't want to let you down again. We want to make sure that we can fulfill our promises and be the best host we can possibly be. And I feel like we've accomplished that this episode. We uh, hosted <laughs> and uh, we interviewed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you enjoyed it. We hope to get back to you guys soon and be able to provide content for you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have anything else to say, Anthony? No, I think I think you summed it up beautifully. That was I'm moved to tears by your elegant <laughs> speech. Thank yeah. you very much. I am a great per- 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 <laughs> I'm a great person. <laughs> I'm a great public speaker, <laughs> as you can tell. And this has been Zoomers, brought to you by Ethan and Anthony, featuring special guests Brian. Signing off.